Let's go, girls. Welcome on in, everybody, uh, to another episode of the Butt Ending Podcast. Uh, it is, again, Paul, joined by my host, my co-host, uh, Chris Pyle. Yo! And hopefully you all were just treated to some Shania Twain. Um, hopefully the feds don't come after us for playing the clip before this episode. Uh, so a little homage to our conversation from Facebook Messenger earlier today. So hopefully Michelle and Mandy appreciate the Shania to get us all started off on the right foot today. Um, it's Monday, October 18th. Week one of our fantasy hockey season is over in the books. Uh, the matchups are completed. And so we're going to recap week one, both the individual standings as well as the house standings. See how those are. We won't look at a projected playoff bracket yet or anything like that because we're still quite a ways uh, from anything meaningful in terms of looking ahead to the playoffs. Um, but look at that. We'll give our calls and reeks of the week. No real special segments today, um, but it'll be a good uh, recap show. Um, do you have any thoughts before we get started today, Chris? Anything you need to bring up to start the show? Uh, yeah. So, and you don't even know this. Uh, my family er, had some awesome news. Um, my wife and I are expecting our first baby in May. Congratulations, Chris. Thank you. I think I say that on the behalf of everybody uh, listening to our podcast. So yeah, some it's people awesome. know, some people know, like the Dayton people know, because I just saw them in Dayton, but because uh, it's not really on Facebook yet, because the wife wants the first ultrasound before she puts that shit out there. But yeah, so everyone keep this Babies. hush hush. This is breaking news. Yeah. For but I did podcast put- members I- only. I know I can't, I put it out to the world on our podcast. <laughs> Amazing. So we do so have all, 1% of our audience, audience in Finland. So yeah, that's true. So Finland's going to be like Helsinki is going to be raging. And I, I just bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Congratulations. So thank you. Everything goes well with that. But yes, I did not even know that before the show happened. So I'm that's right. Like that on air as well. Good way to start the show off. Might need to change my call of the week now. 
All right. Uh, so we're going to start off with individual standings, which basically tie into the house standings. Uh, but we'll look through the matchups that just happened this past week. So my matchup will usually be first because the scoreboard that I pull up is always going to have mine up at the top. But uh, this past week, uh, Ben defeated myself by a score of 105 to 99.4. Uh, Mandy defeated Keegan, as well as everybody else in the league. Um, but Keegan by a score of 163 to 163.8 to 104.6. Um, <laughs> sorry, the dog's looking hilarious right now. Um, Joel <laughs> defeated Jill by a score of 136.4 to 101.8. The newbies got to play each other today. Jill's not really a newbie, uh, more of a welcome back to the league, but, uh, Joel defeated Jill in their first week. Um, Chris defeated Travis by a score of 109.4 to 60.2. And the final matchup, uh, Mike came back to defeat, uh, with a McDavid hat trick, McDavid hat trick, um, to defeat Michelle (laughs) by a score of 93.6 to 89.4. So, uh, those are the individual matchups. So we, people are either one or no, or oh, and one at this point, depending on if I just said they won or lost. Um, how that translates over into the house standings are Ben and Mandy are house Stark. Uh, I don't know. I have too many screens up. Uh, they are house Stark. Yes. And so they swept uh, Keegan and I who are house Targaryen. So Mandy and Ben start off strong with eight points in the house standings. Uh, Chris and Joel of house Baratheon also swept uh, house Lannister of Jill and Travis. So they also <laughs> got eight points this week. And then the Greyjoys, Mike and Michelle were playing each other, not eligible for points this week. So they are also sitting at the bottom with zero points. Um, but House Stark, House Baratheon starting off uh, strong this year with uh, two sweeps to start the season. Ours is the Fury. Yes. I know. I've never not been, every previous season, I've been a Starker or a Baratheon all like four years. So it's the first year I'm a different house and I'm not enjoying it to start off here. Uh, but plenty of season left uh for high scores uh well for money this week mandy won five dollars uh as you may have be aware (laughs) per our conversation on facebook messenger um our dog's really trying to get to the tennis ball that's on the desk she's not happy about happy about it um but uh yes mandy got five dollars this week for high score high points this coming week it's going to be the team with the most goals gets $5. Uh, and then the week after that, it'll be goal team with most assists. So we're going to rotate it around to the different categories. Uh, this team, this week, week two, most, miss most goals gets $5. Um, and then if we're looking at the top 10 scores of this past week, which means the top 10 skaters, uh, we have, God, I have way too many screens up our top 10 skaters of the week real quick. Uh, number one, Anze Kopitar, 28 points for Joel. Number two, Steven Stamkos with 24.4 for Mandy. Number three, Connor McDavid, 22.6 for Mike. Number four, Alex Ovechkin, 21.4 for Mandy. I could have picked him over Panarin. I don't know why I didn't. Um, number five, Sergei Bravarovsky with 19.4, again, for Mandy. Three of the top five on Mandy's team. Uh, number six this week, Jack Campbell with 18.3 for Joel. Number seven, Drew Doughty, 17.8 points, again, for Joel. Number eight, William Nylander, 16.6 points for Ben. Number nine, Andre Vasilevsky, 16.2 points for Ben. 
And number 10, Andrei Svechnikov, 15.2 points for Mandy. So Mandy had four of the top 10. This is the first week I think that I've done this, which, you know, was only 12 weeks last year or whatever. But uh, this is the first time I think anyone's had four people in the top 10. So Mandy, her team uh, did quite well from top to bottom uh, this week, having a goalie in there as well as three skaters. Any thoughts looking at the matchups from this past week? Who won, who lost? Um, I can't believe I didn't have anyone in the top performers after I did so well on like the first two nights. And then I can't believe I won by like a bunch. Like how did, who did I play? I played Travis. You played Travis who was by 60 points. How did that happen? Well, I will tell you, I don't think this one made up the difference, but Austin Matthews was out for him this entire week. Oh, that's um, true. I, I and he's, his, he's that. his best player, his top draft pick. So if you factor in another 25 points, having Matthews in there, maybe he's at 85. Uh, so that's a decent, you're not great. He'd still be bottom of the league, but a little bit more respectable sounding than 60. <laughs> yeah. Like I was, I was shocked. I was just like, man, I could have like not played or set my lineup for like half the week. And I probably would have won. It was like the top two scorers on like Mandy's team could have beaten him pretty much. So, yeah, um, I know. <laughs> and after the, after the lightning absolutely took a shit on uh, opening night, like <laughs> yeah, I was just they, shocked that. And they still put taking, up a ton of points. Like it started incredible. taking another shit against Detroit the next time and then decided to come back to win like seven, six in overtime. Um, that was ridiculous. Yeah. So, you, you know, what I will say like, and this is like a pre like call of the week, but like ESPN and like TBS was it no TNT's like coverage of hockey is awesome. Like you get so much hockey now. Like you, you don't, I'm, I don't think I'm even going to buy NHL TV. Cause like my team has been on every single night and I know it's only like a thousand games out of the like 20. Well, do you have ESPN plus? I do. Cause that, that is the NHL TV this year. Well, they said that there's like only like a thousand games. You should get all out of market games still really? on ESPN okay. plus. Yeah. It's, I don't know exactly what their numbers and everything are, but I think they were saying exclusive. I don't know, but, but I have not had a problem. I think you should be able to get every game, no matter what it is, unless it's a blackout game for you in your area on ESPN plus. Cause I've been to watch the Preds. Um, but I know that we will have some official like ESPN three broadcasts that are ESPN broadcasts, but they're only on ESPN plus. So I think that's what they're referring to with that is it's not like the local, like Bally sports or whatever uh, broadcast. It is an ESPN broadcast, but it's only being shown on ESPN plus. So I think that might be what it's referring to in those, but. Uh, okay. Well, I noticed that like the ones that are Jeff that are actually on like the ESPN national broadcast, that's an ESPN broadcast. Yep. But if it's on ESPN plus, it's the local broadcast that ESPN has bought the viewing rights for or broadcasting yeah, a lot of rights them, for. Yeah. A lot of them which is, so you still have the option to watch either broadcast. Which, which was awesome. Local. Which is yeah. awesome because then you I know. can I literally watch I, I get to watch every Penguins game this week because they play well, they played uh Florida and Tampa, right? So national broadcast and the ESPN plus broadcast, which I got to listen to the Penguins announcers. So that was cool for Florida. And then for the Blackhawks, they're they're my market team. So, like, I got to watch them on the regular cable TV. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so far, very impressed, very happy. 
you know, it's been a complaint for many, many years on yeah. how they just have shat the bed when it comes to hockey. You know, they just show like any great milestone, if that, <laughs> of like the most popular player in the league, you know? So like now it's like we get everything. So it's been awesome watching a lot of hockey. Um, I was just know. so jazzed for the season to start again. And I guess, honestly, I, I, I'll give you guys my call right now. Cause that's what it was. So honestly, I didn't really have a whole lot. I watched a lot of hockey this week, but it was just awesome to have hockey back and to watch people play teams other than the same seven freaking teams they had to play against last year. Oh, for sure. See matchups oh, we sure. haven't seen in like two calendar years is great. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's that was great. Um, but yeah, if my call of the week actually, besides ESPN, is Mike Sullivan because he's now the winningest coach in Penguins history, which is pretty remarkable considering he just got the job after Dan Bilesma, uh, basically what he got like fired midseason. <laughs> or no, not Dan Bilesma. It was uh, Mike Johnson. <laughs> Mike Johnston, who was terrible, got fired midseason, and then he took over and won two cups in a row. Just so how long, how long Sullivan been there since the first cup that, well, not the, like, you know, like the first of the back-to-back. So yeah. that was 2016, 2016. It took him five seasons. Not even that. Yeah. I get 2016. Let's see. 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020 to 2021. And now he's in his, he started his sixth season, sixth season. And he's now the penguins all-time winning as coach like that's incredible go. right and the best part about the best part about that they showed like a video you know they handed out because the night that he got it uh there were like a couple of our rookies got like their first nhl point and first nhl goal so that was cool like he was handing out like the pucks for it and then crosby came out of nowhere and was like and here's a puck congrats on the all-time winning as coach it was like yeah another game puck and it was funny because he goes, well, thank you guys. And then you just hear Malkin in the background go, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. And yeah, so that was, that was my call of the week. Cause I'm just like six, six years and not even that like five and three games and including two shortened seasons. And he's the Penguins all time winning his coach. Like if, if I was a betting man, I would have bet coming into this episode that your call was going to involve the Penguins. But I would have been wrong as to what your cow was going to be. I thought it was going to be because they went out and kicked some butt this week, um, especially the lightning in game one. But yeah, uh, I mean, I was call, but <laughs> yeah, it was. But I think it was like, you know, well-deserved. Like I was just very impressed. Plus now uh, now he's going to be the USA coach for the Winter Olympics. So, I mean, I'm nice. very I'm very excited for that. And if anyone looks at our anyone looks at our lineup, that potential for our roster for the Olympics, it is fucking loaded. Austin I, Matthews so needs to stay hot, healthy though. Yeah, so. same with Connor Hellebuck. I did you know he was American? I didn't. Know I did. I, I did know that. I found that out like two years ago, and I was very surprised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you same. should never be surprised if someone's American. You can you can't really tell by the last name. So um, it's yeah, you know that's the greatness of America. You never really know. But yes, I was not guessing at all that he was american um so uh oh god i had something else you reminded me of along those lines um don't remember oh i was gonna give my my other call of the week as a player is going to go to tyler bertuzzi for goal game still lost though so that kind of sucks 
um, to score four <laughs> goals and lose. So that should be a reek of the week too, to the goalie. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Tyler Bertuzzi, that was very good um, this week. And obviously most, uh, I mean, four goals is more than some of our individual fantasy teams, I think had this year or had this week. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, got off. We, we, we can jump around. It doesn't really matter at this point. Uh, looking at the matchups, I mean, Mandy pretty much kicked some ass uh, this week. Her team definitely dominated the league. Joel, very strong uh, first week. I'm going to say I think he will regress a bit uh, in terms of I don't think Anse Kopitar and Drew Doughty are going to be top 10 players in the league this year. Um, in LA, I don't think we'll be that great of a team. I think they'll be decent, but uh, it was a shortened week. So everything was kind of magnified too. Um, lots of injuries going on around the NHL is something to talk Oof. about. Kucherov out God. right now, uh, probably for long-term. So that hurts Keegan a bit. Um, I mean, I you lost... have Mike Stone and uh, Mar- sorry, Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty. Both, Pacioretty's out six weeks, dude. Both injured for Vegas. I mean, there's a lot of uh, damage going on right now <laughs> around the league uh, in terms of players being out and stuff. So um, that'll be something that's interesting to monitor. And that's something that in fantasy is interesting to see because especially when I'm doing the rankings, like obviously Mike has Connor McDavid. That's great. Uh, and, and Connor McDavid is single-handedly pretty much the reason Mike came back and won this week, getting a hat trick for him. But it's also one of those things in the power rankings when I'm doing it that I care a lot more about like your top six than just your top one or two, because it say Connor McDavid goes down. I hope he doesn't for Mike's sake or for the world's sake. Uh, Cause I like watching Connor McDavid, but he goes down. That is a lot of points away from uh, Mike's team. So we did not, sorry, Mike, we didn't actually create our, uh, I, I did want to go into some draft strategy during one of these podcasts. So might have to move that back to next week because I think that's worth a discussion um, in terms of if you're drafting first versus fifth versus 10th uh, in the draft and who you should draft when and everything like that. But um, anyway, side tangent, I've noticed there's been a ton of injuries. So you have a reek, you have a reek of the week. Um, my reek of the week uh, is yeah, uh, my reek of the week and my general reek of the entire NHL season. I'm just going to give to this guy uh, is Evander Kane. Um, just Oof. came down right before we got on our podcast today. He's suspended for 21 games uh, due to uh, breaking the COVID protocols, which means he used a fake vaccine card to try and cheat the league's mandate. Uh, and everything. So I'm not going to get political on mandates and what I think of them or anything like that. Uh, But in terms of bringing a fake vaccination card to the league, and that is just the most recent thing. For those who aren't aware, he has also had four other investigations pretty much in the last year on him. Uh, He initially, this was like a year and a half ago, uh, he has millions of dollars in gambling debt, which gambling addiction is a serious problem. And I think he's says he's seen people for it, but he has millions of dollars in gambling debt, uh, a bunch of issues there. His teammates all hate him apparently and do not like being around him. Uh, His ex-wife accused him of betting on NHL games, which led to an investigation, betting on games that he played in. uh, Let me rephrase. Uh, And that (laughs) investigation ended up with him not being, they said that he did not bet on games that he played. And I think that they say that was more of a spiteful ex-wife thing. Uh, And then, he had a pay for abortion investigation. 
And now he has this vaccine card thing going on and just got suspended for 21 games due to the COVID protocols. So that's all pretty much in the last year. Um, so he is a hell of a human being. Uh, and <laughs> just every week there's something else coming out about Evander Kane. So um, yeah, he gets my reek of the week for, for a compilation wow. of everything that's going on in his life. He's basic. <laughs> he sounds like the Pete Rose of hockey. I don't even know who that is. Pete Rose? Oh, Pete Rose. Rose. Pete Rose. I thought you said like Peyton Rose. I was like, I don't know who that is. I was like, I do know Pete Rose. Okay. Pete Rose. Yes. Yes. Uh, My reek of the week was uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Oh, that was so, so sad. Oh, that was painful. That was so painful. And it was at home and, you know, everyone claps for him and like cheers him on. And he was... And if you didn't, if you didn't watch the game or didn't know what happened, he started for the Blackhawks against the Penguins on Saturday and he gave up four goals in 12 minutes in the first period and got pulled like you had. And the thing is, and the worst part was like, well, there was two worst parts. The second goal he gave up. (laughs) Yeah. Two worst parts were like, the second goal he gave up was like absolutely awful because like, usually he's a very good, like player of the puck and he played that puck so bad because it was like, it was slow rolling. And I, he thought it was going to like really wrap around the boards and it did not at all. And he can't play the puck. So like when he, well, he was able to at the same time, the penguins player was and, but like we just grabbed it and shot into an empty net. And that was so sad. But then the other part was like, after he got pulled, he's going down the tunnel and he's breaking every fucking thing that you can see that he can get his hands on. And I'm just like, damn, dude. Like he probably was like so excited to be like back in Pittsburgh. And I think he still, I think he still like has like a, like a residence there, you know, like to come back. Like he spent like almost his entire career there. So like, um, like, and, you know, come back and see people and see Mike Sullivan and everyone. And then he puts on that performance and yeah, I just feel so bad for him. And I, I feel so bad for him in the last, like, I mean, not originally when he got to Vegas, but even how we got to Vegas, you know, I mean, yeah. Wins wins. He doesn't actually, did he, was he ever the starting goalie for one of their cups? Cause Matt Murray was a starting goalie for both cups that they won recently. So he never won the cup as a starting goalie. Correct. So he, so if you remember, Matt Murray was out for half the playoffs with an injury mm-hmm. in the first cup run. So he won, he mm-hmm. won eight games in the first cup run. Yeah. He won a couple rounds for them. Yeah. So, yeah. So like in a way, like I'm like, and and, you know, people make that comment too, or ask quite, and I'm like, you know, he was there in the cup run and he won eight games. Like if he's not there and to win those games, we don't win a cup. So like, and I know he wasn't the goalie for, for both the Stanley cup series, but like, I mean, we could have put flurry or Matt Murray in those situations. We probably still would have won. Like our teams were just that good. And, you know, it, it, and like, so he gets credit for those, but he was, he's also has the most like incredible save in Penguins Stanley cup or playoff history with the one, with the diving across the goal. Stop I would say the diving Detroit back. Yeah. Yeah. To beat Detroit in Detroit, like that, like no one can ever take that away from him. So like, 
Yeah, and and the reason he was in Vegas, you know, is because like he basically was the one who said when Vegas expanded, uh, so we had to put one goalie on there, and he knew like, oh, like his time was probably almost up in the NHL, so I will sac, I will be on the one, I'll go on there, and then you guys keep Matt Murray. So, like, I he just sacrificed I mean himself. to get. So I guess he didn't get dumped by by Pittsburgh. And at the time, that was probably the decision most people would make in Pittsburgh. I mean, looking back, did not age well. But at the time, you're going to take a Matt Murray at his age, won you two cups over Flurry, and how he was doing at the time. So uh, not that he's bad, but Matt Murray just won you two cups with Flurry's help. But um, to then get shipped off to Vegas, to come the face of that franchise, to win like a Vesna trophy there, yeah. And be just everyone loves him. And then while you're in Vegas, have them bring in Robin Leonard, pay him a shit ton of money as well, and then trade you for nobody. They traded you for one person that they just were like, well, if you want to give us something, we'll take whatever you don't want. So um, to get swapped one for one to go to Chicago after I think he planned to be in Vegas his entire career. Um, and then, yeah, to go back to Pittsburgh, then once he gets to Chicago and just get the crap beat out of him uh, in the first 12 yeah. minutes and get pulled, just, I feel so bad for that man. I hope, I don't hope, I don't know what I hope, but I hope he ends up back in Vegas and can retire a night. Um, even if he has to go back for a cheaper deal or something, I think that's really where he wanted to be at this point in his life, uh, in his career. And I really think he wanted to finish uh, his career there. So it's, it's sad. Um I, I think everyone likes Flurry, uh, but yeah. Oh, he's like one of my he's like my all time favorite penguin. I mean, I love Phil Kessel, but like Flurry was like a draft pick, so like like it's like different. So yeah. I mean, I he I I you can't retire a night. He's probably gonna retire a penguin. I mean, I know he stood. In, I I know he was in Vegas for a little bit, but like he was in Pittsburgh for like, God, I think like ten years, like. And won a cup there, so won three cups, so like, and didn't really want to leave. So, you know, I mean, he might, he might be one of those guys that puts like Vegas and Pittsburgh on his like. I think he has just one year. Whatever, but I think he just has one more year left on his deal, if I'm correct. But it's a lot of money. It's like eight million dollars. Um. So I think he has only one year left, and that's why we'll see where he ends up after this year, if he keeps playing or not, but yes, yeah, I agree. That was, that was sad. <laughs> I would take, I would take Flurry as a backup in Pittsburgh and I'm sure oh, he'd do it. I take him as my starter still in some places, not, not Nashville. We have a very good goalie in Nashville, bad other team, bad rest of the team. Great goalie. Um, but um, all right. So Kyle's and Reeks of the week. Uh, we don't have a statistical segment this week, but I am starting to accrue statistics uh, I'm going to use some of the stuff that I've learned in grad school <laughs> for business stuff and try to apply it uh, to kind of look at, uh, you know, some of the factors that maybe are the best factors at predicting uh, whether you're going to win that week. Obviously, we know goals, assists, wins are going to be the top ones, but uh, to kind of really put some numbers to it as we get more statistics throughout the season and stuff. Um, so I think that'll be interesting to look at uh, and as we go on throughout the season and we can also very easily then make some trends and and look at kind of everyone's performance compared to everyone else. So it'll be fun. We'll do some statistics this year. Michelle might want to tune out for those segments. She did not like those segments last year, Uh, but 
we'll look at some of those things. It'll be fun. Um, we'll try to have like a special segment or something every week. We'll also, I think, try to get some of uh, our league members to try to come on and do some more interviews. We got like four or five people in last year. Uh, I thought those were great. And then it kind of, everyone else was very busy, kind of fell apart. But um, I think people enjoyed that. So we'll try to do those uh, league member interviews as well, maybe as separate episodes uh, throughout the season and bring people in. Um, anything else for the people, Chris? Uh, look out for those penguins that uh, they got some, they got some dudes this year, man. I'm, I'm really excited about that team and they're playing so well without Crosby and Malkin. So it's shocking to see how well they're doing. So, um, I guess before we sign off, I will look ahead real quick to the upcoming matchups. Uh, so this week, um, we have, uh, house Targaryen, which is Paul and Keegan against, uh, house Lannister, Jill and Travis. And then we also have Chris and Joel of house Baratheon against Mike and Michelle house, uh, Greyjoy, Ben and Mandy will be playing each other this week. Uh, to as a bye week. Uh, so they don't get any house points this week, but they can face off against each other here. Um, so those are our matchups this next week. Again, high score or not high score, high goal number wins $5 this week. All right. Woo-hoo. So uh, with that, we're going to wish everybody a fantastic week. We got this out on Monday, so we're doing a good job to start the season. Um, and we'll be back uh, next week to recap uh, week two of the fantasy hockey season. Uh, so for Paul, well, for myself, I'll sign off. And then if Chris wants to say bye, he can say anything as well. See you later. <laughs> later.